1: So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
2: Hello, hello. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I've got the Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card. It's awesome. Came with 100,000 points. You get 50% more points when you, when you shop through their, uh, online thing. You get three points for any restaurant and or hotel you stay at or flight that you book. And again, you get 50% more points with them. That's a pretty good deal. It's $450 a year, but you also get $300 credit towards any sort of travel. So it's $150 a year if you travel anywhere, right? And you get online boarding uh TSA walkthrough. Um I'm big into credit cards. Now listen to this. I'm big into credit cards because I, I I like the rewards and I pay off my credit cards every month. And uh did you know thirty four percent of people never cash in their credit card rewards or miles on airline tickets? Whoa. JP Morgan Chase hasn't been shy about throwing down major cash to land some millennial customers. Um they've got a new card now. It is a hundred thousand point bonus and it's tied towards millennial home buyers. Chase is rewarding existing card holders of the Chase Sapphire preferred and reserve and the no-fee sapphire credit cards with a hundred thousand reward points when they close a mortgage loan with a bank. Okay. I kind of get it. A hundred thousand point bonus if you close a loan with the bank. Um it's a cute perk. It's a real cute perk. It's another way of them adding value, but it's also a hell of a way for them to get business. Reserve card has that at $450 annual fee. The preferred card is a $95 fee after the first year. In 2015, 20% of Chase Mortgage customers were under the age of 35. In 2016, that jumped to 36%. So in 2015, Chase Mortgage customers were under the age of 35, 20% of them. Now it's 36%. J P Morgan Chase is targeting a, a trend, and I, I think it's really, really, really smart of them. Tony Mendez, dot morning. What do you think about the idea of getting uh, credit card rewards, basically $1,000, back if you do a mortgage? It seems kind of silly to me, but at the same time, people like their points.
3: Uh, it's th- definitely a... Uh an advertisement. It's a sales technique to get you interested in their product, and their mortgage. Uh, I like the ten thousand points, whether or not you use them. Hundred
2: thousand points.
3: Oh, it's a hundred thousand. Sorry, I thought I thought it was ten thousand. Holy mackerel! A hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, it's there's got to be somewhere. It's those costs are built into the rate, maybe. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so or even just the transaction, you know. Yeah, or in it, some, it's built in the transaction somewhere. I mean, nobody's getting anything for free. Do you
2: give people toasters or anything when you do a mortgage form?
3: No, I can't. If I give a toaster to you on a mortgage, I have to give a toaster to everybody else I've done a mortgage for. Okay. I like toasters. <laughs> you know, if
2: I can get like one of those like eight toaster toasters, that, those are the best ones. I need my toaster. To have a lot wi- of toast. I need my toaster to have a, a lot wi- of gluten. Wi-Fi. Um, you know, I recently did a little camping, and part of the camping experience was breakfast, and. I, what I've learned about myself is I don't eat bread anymore. Yeah. Like if I'm if I do Italian, maybe. But other than that, not. Your emergency fund. Um so let's talk about those millennials. You know if you're a millennial, you could afford to get a mortgage and go call Tony Mendez if you have an emergency fund and it's doing well and you're not tapping it, and you're kind of seeing yourself as kind of grown up by having said emergency funds. Uh most of the people that you do mortgages for, would you say they're pretty well?
3: Uh, off financially, like smart wise, and, and they've got you know 401k. They've got. Are you kind of asking if people are using all of their money to buy houses yes. and leaving some on the side? I would say ninety five percent of the people who are buying houses um, and even refinances have some sort of reserves. Okay. After the fact, um, so, uh, there are a lot of people who use all of their cash but still leave their 401k or IRA. Got it. Um but then you also look at their incomes, and you go, okay, they may be able to replenish that cash. Um That other 5%, they literally use all their money. I'm doing a transaction for a VA buyer right now, and he's able to qualify up to $636,000 with zero down, zero money in the bank, and he will be left with zero. Well, he doesn't have zero. He has enough for a little bit of the closing costs, but he doesn't need to have a lot of assets as a VA loan. So there are, on occasion, some people, everybody has a good income. We know that he's going to be able to replenish you know, what he needs to survive on a daily basis. So Jeff Foxworthy did the
2: whole, you might be a redneck if you've got a car up on jacks kind of thing. You might be ready for owning a home if you've got an emergency fund in place. And you might be ready to own a home if you have more than enough for a down payment. Do you see that? Or are people really scraping by just to get that bare minimum down payment put together.
3: I think that's a question that you really have to look at your your short and long term goals, your ability to earn money for a long period of time because if, if that's your only money that you have and you're putting it into a house, um, that's putting all your eggs in one basket so to speak. Are you diversified enough? Um, that's how a lot of people end up cash poor and house rich. That's why people are using expensive uh, reverse mortgages. Uh, later on in life, and they end up having to stay in that house without the freedoms of moving around. Um, now, I'm not saying anything bad about a reverse mortgage. I'm just saying that it doesn't give you as many options as maybe diversifying that. So kind of what I'm
2: getting at, though, is I think a lot of millennials are starting to, according to this Chase Sapphire report, mm-hmm. more millennials are getting homes.
3: They are. And it's starting to like become a thing. Well, there, there's Fannie Mae just helped with some rules just recently saying that the uh, one out of six people right now walking around have some sort of student loan, and on average that's about thirty two thousand for that said person and that mortgage I'm sorry that student loan debt now used to have a bump up uh, a bump up scale so if you had a five hundred dollar payment, it would actually equal like a thousand all right so they've reduced that back to its normal payments and they, there's some other rules that they've changed to help people in millennials that do have debt. Speaking with Tony Mendez, so yes, you
2: can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm talking about millennials and Chase Sapphire is giving 100,000 credit card points to people who do a mortgage with them. It's cute. That's a cute kickback. Um, again, points are money. A lot of people don't realize that, but it's a, a replacement of cashola. Um, but millennials don't know when they can buy a home and when not. So when you have more than their minimum payment on a down payment, that's great because When you do a mortgage, there's going to be, they're going to come after you and say, Oh, by the way, I need you to write a check to the appraiser. Oh, by the way, I need you to write a check to the title company. And it's always, it freaks you out because you're like, "Ah, I got $200,000 to down payment. I'm going to do this. And then you're like, Whoa, there's another $10,000 of costs. Yep. Be ready for it. Um,
3: credit score. How important is credit score? We've got one minute. It, it, it is the underlying factor in what rate you end up with and and whether or not you can qualify for a product. What's the worst credit score you've ever got a loan for? Ooh. Well, you can do a private money loan without a credit score. I'm asking, uh, what's the... Oh, 580. Okay. You, know, you can go down to 580 now with FHA. 620 is where you, want, where, where you want to be for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac standard loans, uh, but your target credit score is 700. Gotcha. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. We'll
2: talk more about owning homes, buying homes, real estate agents, and much, much more. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can always find me at RobBlackShow.com. If there's an event coming up, you can use the code RADIO25 to get into the event for free. There's events coming up. So go to RobBlackShow.com to find if one is near you. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Unwind.
1: KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Friday Report. Report. Old time hockey, like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey updates.
2: Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Very exciting time of the year. Good family entertainment. The AHL, which is the minor league of the NHL, but many of the AHL players have actually played an NHL game, so it is all that in a bucket of chicken. It's pretty exciting. Roy Sommer is coach of the San Jose Barracuda, and he's leading the team right now deep into the playoffs, and the Barracuda have a lead in the series. It's joined now with Nick Nolenberger, the voice of the San Jose Barracuda, heard here on AM 1220 KDOW. Nick, how are you?
4: Good. How are you doing, Rob? Doing
2: well. It's uh, it's been a slow series to unfold, but uh, it picks back up action deep tonight. um, Seven o'clock. In I guess you're down in San Diego, huh?
4: Yeah, back down in San Diego. So a big win, overtime victory in game number three here on Wednesday night, and uh, shifts shifts kind of the pressure back on on the goals after after that victory because San Diego's able to steal one in San Jose in game number one. So. It it's been one heck of a series and we've only been through the first three games and two of the two of the three have needed overtime, you know, to settle it and uh, you expect tight checking, you know, high intensity games to come. You know, it'd be no surprise if this series will all the way to seven.
2: You do a great job updating the media for the Barracuda and uh I know you're wearing more than one hat per se, but um it's unfinished right now, so the series is going on. Uh tonight at seven o'clock, tomorrow night at seven o'clock here here. Here on KDOW AM 1220. And then the uh, series shifts back to San Jose and SAP Center where we should be able to finish off. Uh, we did our job. We took one of the three that we had to take in San Diego. Um, overtime for you. How How's that work out? I'm sure you don't get paid extra money
3: that's just not how
4: radio works. <laughs> no, no, no extra money. And the unique thing about overtimes in, in the playoffs is it's different than, than the regular season, because regular season it's a five-minute overtime. It's three-on-three, high-intensity, and then you go to a shootout, and the game's going to be settled most likely, you know, within 10 to 15 minutes. Well, in the playoffs, you you go to another intermission, and you have know, a full – 20, and no one scored, you go to another intermission, and so on and so forth. So, for me, I mean, I, it, it's just pretty physically draining. I mean, we've been now three, uh, three overtimes. Luckily, a couple of them have decided pretty quickly. This last one took almost 20 uh, extra minutes. A late goal by Timo Meyer uh, sealed the victory. But, I mean, it really is a physically kind of demanding situation at that point, just because you've been talking on the air for nearly you know three three and a half hours, but no excuses and it's it's it is pretty fun and exciting to be a part of that stuff
2: it's uh It's a little off topic, but it shows you how much I love hockey many 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 easters ago I was uh at a capitals game. And it went into playoffs against the Islanders. It went into overtime. It went into a second overtime. It went into a third overtime. So they played one game, and they played a whole another game, and the fourth overtime. Like they—they haven't been selling beer at this point in time for like four hours. Um, it, people were fighting, them like it was Easter morning. It was like one a.m. and they're still playing hockey. And eh, the Islanders scored and won. It broke my heart, but I got over it. But uh, overtime is kind of a special thing in playoff
4: hockey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's sudden death, it can go pretty much as long as, well, it goes until somebody scores. So, I mean, it, it just adds to the drama. And they always say, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs, that it's, you know, the best postseason right? in in all of professional sports for the best trophy. And it's not much different than the American Hockey League. The intensity is there. We've talked about it. The intensity is there. The passion is there. And, you know, the grueling playoffs, it's, you know, it's just as long. And it takes just as long to get there. And in the American League, it could take even longer because there's. So many weekend games, you've got almost sometimes a week in between playing games. So, you know, it can be a grind, but for these guys, for young guys, and even for the veteran guys, for the veteran guys, they want to win. They want to, you know, go with the championship before their career comes to an end. And for the younger guys, you know, it's about, you know, getting one now and, and, you know, making those those memories and those experiences last forever.
2: So what can we expect out of this weekend's games? Do you think we're going to pick one more out of the two?
4: Well, when you take the first one, you give yourself a pretty darn good chance. San Diego's, at this point, they have an interesting lineup. They have a lot of injuries, and they have a lot of guys up with Anaheim right now. So um, the series is, is going to depict kind of what's going on right now with the Ducks, which is so interesting because we talked about it last weekend. I don't think anybody as Sharks fan would ever root for Anaheim. But um, in our series, that's exactly what was going on, and, and as Anaheim was playing, and Minton the other night we're all kind of rooting for Anaheim to win just because if they, they continue, those players are not going to come down. So um, I expect it to be really close. It's going to be grinded out. If you can steal another one, I think San Jose would be um, more than happy about going back home if taken two of three. But right now it's, it's up for grabs and an opportunity, you know, to continue to, to press this series and, and try to finish it as, as soon as possible and try to, you know, steal some games on the road.
2: So people can find out more about the Barracuda at sjbarracuda.com. I've been to about four or five games now, and I love the, the feel. I love the SAP Center. Great place to play home games. Um Game six and game seven, if needed, will be in San Jose, and that's coming up, um I guess that's, what is it, Tuesday and Wednesday. So next Tuesday Wednesday, the 16th and 17th, great seats still available. All seats are great. That's the best part about it. At the SAP Center, it's all lower bowl, and it's pretty exciting. It's good stuff. People can sign up and uh, learn more at sjbarracuda.com. It's sjbarracuda.com. Any final thoughts from you, Nick?
4: Well, if we do go back to San Jose, reminder to fans, tickets start at 11 bucks. It's $2 beers, $1 hot dogs, and it's a good time. We recommend We, we guarantee you come out, you're going to enjoy yourself. So, uh, playoff hockey doesn't get any better.
2: $2 beers, $11 tickets. It's family entertainment for under, you can take a family of four for easily on $100 and uh, have a lot of food and entertainment as well. Pretty good stuff. Sure Thanks, Thanks sure Nick.
4: Can. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate
2: it. <laughs> Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, hopefully you don't go into too many overtimes because we've got to save that precious voice. Um, at one point in time, I, I've listened to a lot of hockey because I think hockey on the radio is probably the best sport because they have to throw in so much theater of the mind kind of stuff. Um, I remember in the playoffs, <laughs> like the Capitals, Washington Capitals, I'm from Washington, D.C., um, their announcer was like, he was almost pulling fans out of the stadium just to have anyone talk at that point in time. So you can get pretty entertaining to say the least. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, the SJ Barracuda, you can find them at sjbarracuda.com. It's sjbarracuda.com. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got that going for me. Um Wall Street. Ah! Woohoo, yes. Um modest losses. The markets are not really falling apart. We are talking a lot about mall-based retailers because they've been showing earnings reports recently from Macy's to Kohl's to Nordstrom JCPenney. Um and you know they're stinking there. They're they're struggling. So, Um, e-commerce is taking a part of everyone's business. And again, it could be mascara. And then that leaves the companies like Estee Lauder and Sephora to figure out, you know, what their business plan is. Retail sales just doesn't make sense today. Like it used to. So when you, when you were young and you went to the mall, there was no internet, right? I got a picture of myself with a phone booth the other day. I'm like, that's funny, right? A phone booth. So, where does this go, you're saying? Give me a, give me a, give me a, give me I um, I don't know if mall based retailers can survive because they have to get the inventory, they buy the inventory, they, they tag it, they sell it, they have to pay someone to, you know, market it and push it. It's, it's a struggle in this day and age when you have Amazon who's like a kind of a one stop turnkey without all the costs. I'm Rob Black, and all things financial money investing more. If I'm alone line at Rob Blackstock.
1: Six twelve twenty. That's 800 Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. I briefly hit the idea that... Malls are struggling enormously, and the whole business model just, in the day and age of Amazon, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, You can literally say to your speaker now, "Hey Alexa, order toilet paper." Why would I ever go to the the store again and get toilet paper? And when I'm at the store, they tend to make a lot of money off things like, "Oh, look, a shiny new Diet Coke. I need one of those," or they get you on some of the, you know, add-ons. So to me, looking at retail sales, it's, it has to be something we, we look at differently. We can't look at it uh, the way we used to in any way, shape, and or form. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's just so much more expensive doing business when you actually have to have a physical store. Um, I go into a Best Buy, and I need one little thing. What? little thing a little hard drive right and i look at the store and it's it's the size of a football field and how is your home valued it's based on retail it's based on space right square footage is it a thousand dollars a square foot you have two thousand square feet two million dollar home to ching right same thing goes on with retail i don't go into rei enough to keep them in business do you and when I do buy camping supplies at this point in time, I'm usually putting together a list, and oddly enough, the list is on my computer, and oddly enough, my computer is just, just moments away from Amazon.com. So I see that whole industry as troubled, to say the least. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I always have an event coming up, um, and the event that I have coming up soon, you can find out at RobLackShow, RobLackShow.com. For radio listeners, I upped the price of the admission, but for radio listeners, I'm kind of like grandfathering you in. You just use the code RADIO25, RADIO25, to get in for free. So you can find out more at radio at dot com. .com. So it's that time of year. It's always that time of year, but it's that time of year where you might have a college graduate uh, walking around. And I think it's important that... (laughs) Thank you. We are gathered here today to listen to the great words of Maya Angelou. I am a woman. Now go forth and be a woman and roar. Thank you, Maya. I'm not a big fan of Maya Angelou, just to be quite honest with you. Um, so you might be around a college graduate these days, and there's some career advice that I would give you. And some of it's better than others um, I have a cousin cousin that's right who graduated two years ago and she still doesn't have a job. Stop posting on Facebook. It looks like you haven't had a job for two years, and you're posting fun stuff on facebook so when it comes when push comes to shove, who am I gonna hire? not her because she's starting to slip a little bit in my mind as far as potential Um, my advice for her would be go back to school for a semester do something get back involved with it looks like you're educating yourself but it's been two years and you you have to start wondering like when is she going to get a job so she's got her four year degree she probably should go apply for graduate school or something along those lines and Even if you just start, it's not the worst thing in the world. More advice. And again, the most important thing you have from age 20 to 60 is your ability to earn income. So in her case, she's thrown away two years of earning income. I'm not saying thrown away because she has some life experiences, right? I think that's totally, totally fair. And life experiences will take you far. She's been to South Africa with her dad. She's been to Arizona with her mom. Like she's getting some life experiences for sure. Um, Another piece of advice for college graduates, go out and interview. It doesn't hurt to practice. Even if it's a job that you don't want, even if it's a job that you're not going to get, even if it's a job that you would turn down even if you got it, get a little practice in the interviewing. So, and um, start taking, how shall we say, uh, uh, networking skills for life. So when you meet someone, you never know. One of my my good friends, uh, she got a job. Her boss, her boss now, basically was sitting next to her on a flight. She was going to somewhere for fun. He was going, coming back from somewhere exotic because that's what he does for a living. Met her on a plane, sat next to her, and she was so darn pleasant. He said, if you ever want a job, contact me. Met him on a plane. Not a bad way to get a job. So don't put your headphones on and act all grumpy. Look at a plane as a p- potential interview site. My advice when you do do interviews, um, hide the tattoos as best as you can, Um, because there's people out there who are going to judge you. Now, hopefully they don't, but when you got a bad tattoo, it's a bad tattoo. If it's a cool tattoo, flaunt it. But if anyone ever goes, I don't know why I would get a fat baby tattoo. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Why do you have a, a baby who's like 45 pounds on your arm? That's probably not the talking point that you want your boss, who's going to hire you, thinking. So hide the bad tattoos. Um, I know it sounds judgmental of me in this day and age. In California, we're not even allowed to ask you your age. We're not allowed to ask you how much money you're currently making. So interviews have become very, very sterile. Um After graduation, try to land a job sooner than later. The longer you do spoil. Some women age like wine, and some women age like milk. Same thing with your career. The longer you put off, the more it's looking like you're going to spoil. Even if you do something like teaching or volunteering, um, going overseas and and, and something along those lines, it's it's an experience that you can put on your resume. You can't just play the Xbox. Now, trust me, you can play the Xbox, but you also have to have some experiment, some experience of volunteering. So more advice for you. Um, try to find what you want. Try to find something that makes you happy in your career and tell that to the young people. Um Try to find something that is not a get rich quick scheme. Um uh, I was staying at a hotel not too long ago and, uh, The hotel was being rented out by a multi-level marketing company, and every single person I saw there was kind of like, you could kind of see high school graduate written all over them, and you could kind of see the, you know, you're the star leaders. You've been able to tell your friends to tell their friends to sign up for life insurance or makeup or vacations or mortgages. And because you've now got this referral network, and I'd just be cautious. You know, I, to me, anytime you're recruiting someone to potentially make more money from them when they're selling, and your boss is making more money from you because you're selling, and new people are selling, and it's it's a it's a pyramid scheme. And you typically find people that didn't do the hard work of going to college and they're just trying to hit that home run. So be cautious. The get rich quick and the refer your friends and you'll make money from your friends. You didn't have to work. It's O-P-M, other people's money. You're making money when they make money. How could that be bad? Greed is good. Greed is good. That's right. Another piece of advice for college graduates. For the first time in your life, Give 100%. I remember uh, my first couple days of college was, it was fun, it was an experience, right? Falling in love, falling like, whoa, mom and dad's not here.
1: Oh boy, is this great!
2: And you have to like go, am I going to clean my sheets or not going to clean my sheets? Can I go all semester without cleaning my sheets and then have mom clean my sheets? These were some of the big questions that you had. But for the first time, you have to give 100%. I remember in college, one of my first memories was um, I basically just like meet out with a girl. Like we had a a really good day, we had a fun day. Classes are starting like two or three days later. And I'm leaving her dorm room. And there was, it was kind of innocent. But at the end of the hallway, I saw a, a young woman squatting down in the hallway. And my eyesight's not perfect. I, I was wearing glasses then or contacts. And I remember I'm like 30 feet away. 28 feet away, 26 feet away, 24 feet away, 22 feet away. And as I got closer and closer, I could see that her pants were pulled down. She was pooping in the hallway. Ah! (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Pretty gross. And it was one of the very first images that I had of college. I'm like, that's not going to really fly in the real world, is it? Uh, so I wonder where she is today. I wonder if she has the same exact story where it was like two in the morning and this guy was walking in the hallway. And I could see that he had just made out with a girl.
1: No way. And I was on a
2: virtual toilet, but it wasn't actually virtual at all. Um, so don't worry about the money in your 20s. Hit up mom and dad. That's fine. But start getting out of that habit of hitting up mom and dad. Can't do it all the time. But you have to give 100%. And 100% means actually going to said toilet. Versus using virtual toilet. First image I ever have of, of college. I mean, it was kind of cool. I'll be honest with you, but it wasn't real life. And I remember going all quarter without seeing like a, an eight-year-old kid. It's college isn't real life. It's it's bizarre. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me on at robblackshow.com. And some of
1: my friends put me up on a throne.
2: I'm Rob Black. Whether you're 20 years old or 60, managing your money can get complicated. So set aside Saturday, May 20th, and get ready to learn some strategies that can help you build wealth, invest confidently, retire better, and pass on your estate while minimizing taxes. That's May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. We have two seminars lined up. The morning event runs from 9 to 11 with a focus on retirement income and estate planning. If you're nearing retirement, this one's for you. We'll explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to protect your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. Our afternoon seminar is all about investing for your first million. From one to three, we'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio, from investing basics to 401ks, Roth IRs, real estate, taxes, and investing tips. Two separate seminars, May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up for either event at robloxshow.com only $25. For Kiddio listeners, I wave the feet. Just use promo code RADIO25. That's Robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25.
1: That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Rob Black is available for commencement speeches. Thank you.
2: I am available for commencement speeches, but I don't really know what that means. I'm actually going to be speaking to a group of philosophy teacher, uh, students at UC Santa Cruz. And, uh, what a lovely, beautiful campus. Um, I'm assuming that there's probably a lot of weed on the campus because it's gorgeous and it's, uh, very forestry. So I'm going to be speaking May 26th, something, somewhere around a Tuesday. Uh, and what am I going to tell these young minds? I don't know yet. So, uh, I always figure that out last second. But last time I talked to them last year, it was all along the line of money and what can it buy? You? Can it buy you happiness? Or it was tied towards the value of money. And on one level, you can't say that money is, you know, the end all be all. But on the other hand, you also have to say the coverage is going to give me a lot of money from age 60 to 100. And those are my final years on this planet, and maybe I do want to see the pyramids. Pyramids are wildly overrated. Wildly overrated. Um, Stonehenge, wildly overrated. So I would much prefer a a nice day on a beach, but I guess we all have our own little issues, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I saw an analyst the other day talk about Snap. And Snap is a communication tool that's pretty unique. It's geared towards younger people.
1: Oh, boy, is this Snap.
2: It's information that in theory will disappear, but how easy is it to get a screenshot of something, right? Um, The analysts from Drexel Hamilton, and if you have an account at TD Ameritrade or Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard, they've got paid research on the site that you can look up a stock. Now, Drexel Hamilton it's not one of those companies where you're going to get the research reports. That's where you need a Bloomberg terminal or you need someone like me who gets access to this kind of stuff. And um, he's saying that it's an excellent buying opportunity because he thinks the company is a lot like Apple in its younger days. Whoa. That's a pretty big, bold statement. He's got the highest price target for Apple. But then he's, as he's talking about Snap, he goes, we view Snap as a original in the camera app world. The authenticity will be tough for competitors to successfully replicate in the eyes of millennials. Snap fosters a culture of creativity and management team that holds a long-term vision necessary to nurture the innovation engine that we believe could create long-lasting value for shareholders. Those are pretty nice words. Now, he owns no Snap. He's not an investment banker. He wasn't tied towards the IPO. So that's important to note. Um, Evan Spiegel is kind of a product guy out of Stanford. Now, he's also kind of, not the word arrogant or douchey. I don't know what quite word I want to use. He's a young guy. Um, and he's dating one of the most beautiful women on the planet, Miranda Kerr, which, honestly, if I could date Miranda Kerr and I had to cut off my foot and flush it down a toilet, I'd, I'd do that. I'd do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> don't you love men? we will do the dumbest things in the world in pursuit of women. So one of Snap's biggest challenges right now is that they've got really slow user growth and it doesn't take a big leap of faith to say, they kind of look like Twitter where do you remember um, there was a commercial for a car that uh, uh, was, was it a Corolla? A Geo Prism, Was it called a, G? It was a Geo Prism, And, Geos, they want to be a Toyota. I want to be a Toyota. I want to be a Corolla. But it was a Geoprism. It looked like a Toyota, but it wasn't a Toyota. Toyota had a much better quality product at that point in time. So Snap and Twitter want to be Facebook, but they're not Facebook. Ultimately, I think the way this is going to play out is probably too much risk for the average investor. Now, when I say too much risk, do you know what that means? There's a hell a good reward tied towards it if you pull it off right. But it, it's too much risk. And in the end, you have to figure out what's appropriate for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the Echo look. Amazon's coming out with a lot of product right now. And one of the things that they have now is, I, I, I kind of like Alexa. I kind of like the idea of it. Um, hey, Alexa, what's the sports score for the Yankees? I'm like, I don't even have to get off my bed now. I could just lay there and get all of my sports scores read to me. Hey, Alexa, read my emails. Hey, Alexa, what's on my schedule today? Um, It's just fostering laziness. So I, I literally am going to turn into a, a piece of veal. <laughs> I'm going to be a human piece of veal. I'm basically in a cage where I don't move and I have no musculature. Um, I just lay there and have my, my computer talk to me. Um, It's a pretty cool concept. And the new one, the Echo Look, which basically is the same kind of speaker, but it has a video camera tied towards it so you can make video calls. Um, very Buck Rogers, where, you know, we're making video calls from our picture frames. Cute, right? Um. But so far, people are saying, eh, it's okay. Um, worthy of note. Uh, anything you want to talk about what you talk about? Gene Munster said Tesla is the next Apple. So we've already had one analyst say Snap is a lot like a young Apple, and another analyst saying Tesla is the next Apple. And when you take a look at the industry of, of autos, you're talking about, You know, something that's pretty powerful. What Tesla has is a brand. I don't like the brand anymore. At one point in time, I wanted Tesla. I no longer do. But they've got a brand. They've got visionary leadership. They've got hardware and software and their cars working together. Sounds like Apple, right? Um, And they're reshaping a market, which is kind of sounds like Apple as well. So sometimes analysts, you know, get a little kooky. I don't think he's off on that. But it's a car company in the end. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
3: In